The Coach's Roundtable is brought to you by Between the Lines. Between the Lines offers online training with current minor league affiliates from the comfort of your own home through online technology. With their coaching, watch your skills and money increase due to no longer needing to drive to get training. For more information, go to betweenthelines.pro. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Coach's Roundtable podcast. Today, I've got two coaches that are going to talk some pitching share some insight, and be a part of the discussion of all things pitching. But enough from me. Uh, let's get to know our coaches. We'll start with you first, Coach Quinn. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are now. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, everybody. Um, thanks again for having me on. Um, so I got my start um, back in uh, during college uh, into, the, the, into the coaching circuit. Um, I was a varsity assistant coach um, for Slanko High School, um, which is actually where I played my high school ball as well. Um, so I did that for, excuse me, th- uh, for the first two years um, while I was in school at Elizabethtown College. Um, gained a lot of experience working with pitchers and catchers there. Um, I then obviously was attending school at Elizabethtown College. Uh, my freshman year, I <clears throat> attempted to uh, walk on. Uh, the team, I ended up getting cut, uh, but came back as a uh, student assistant um, and, and did that for my first three years at Elizabethtown College. Uh, my fourth season with the team, uh, I actually earned a roster spot and ended up acting as the bullpen catcher uh, for my senior season. So kind of a cool way to cap off a career at Elizabethtown. Um, from that point, I uh, actually relocated um, up north uh, to southern Maine. Um, after graduation, I uh, gotten in contact with Coach Walsh um, pretty soon after I moved up there. Um, saw all that <clears throat> he had a pretty successful program, and, and I wanted to see if there was a way to um, kind of join forces there. Um, and fortunately enough for me, um, he welcomed me and um, kind of formed me into uh, the pitching coach role um, that I'm currently in with Southern Maine Community College. Awesome. Glad to have you on, Coach Quinn. And what about you, Coach Ingle? Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, thanks, Joel. Thanks for having me on today. Um, So my coaching career kind of started pretty early on. Um, I just finished my senior year of high school and went to go play college ball actually in my backyard. Um, So I I got to stay home, and my first year I I coached uh, the high school team that I had just finished playing for um, right away. And then that continued into working, you know, camps um, through the Milwaukee RBI program, um, where I worked those for two years while I was still in college. Um, Got into my junior and senior year where my junior year I wasn't able to go and play summer ball um, because I I was injured. So I ended up being the pitching coach for a varsity high school team um, and uh, the JV kind of just full-on assistant um, that year. And... After following my senior year, I started kind of coaching the, the travel ball circuit, you know, doing uh, one-on-ones and kind of the, the private sector. Um, I did that for about almost two years. Um, and then I continued to start uh, searching, you know, my college baseball coaching career. Um, and I started at Lakeland University as a volunteer um, where I kind of did a little bit of everything. You know, I worked, worked with pitchers, of course, uh, but I helped with hitting, outfield, um, I coached first base, and I was the head junior varsity coach as well. Um, and then in 2018, um, I moved on to uh, McPherson College, where I'm at now. 
um, as the pitching coach and, you know, entering my, my third season coming up here in a little under a, or a little over a month. So, you know, pretty excited about where we're at and, you know, how far we've come. Um, you know, in that time too, in, since being in college baseball, I've had a few stops of summer college baseball as well, as long as, as well as, you know, the Bismarck Larks, the Northwoods League um, in 2018 and the Palm Beach Extreme in the South Florida Collegiate League in 2019. And currently the the head coach of the Spearfish Sasquatch in the Expedition League. So got a few stops there along the way as well. Um, pretty Pretty excited about everything that's been, you know, going on for both McPherson and Spearfish right now. So it's good to be going. Awesome. Glad to have you guys on. So this next round, we'll start with you first, Coach Ingle, and it's this. When working with pitchers, what's a common mechanical flaw you see, and then how do you help fix it? Yeah, um, I think this could be attacked in a, in a lot of different ways. Um, I think, you know, when looking at the most common the most common flaw I would say that is seen at the amateur level is not necessarily knowing how to get into an adequate loading phase. And what I mean by that is a lot of younger pitchers um, don't really know how to sequence their back leg in order to prepare themselves for what they need to do. And, you know, we always talk about having a quality hinge, getting into our glutes, getting away from our quad and not attempting to push. So, um, you know, earlier teachings, you know, everyone has taught push, 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 push. And we now know that that sometimes gets us into early hip extension, you know, doesn't allow us to rotate into our front leg and, you know, have that stable front side. So that's something that we kind of look at and we do that, we train that through a variety of different ways. And, you know, some of that could be as simple as, you know, a guy essentially lifting his leg with the, the PVC pipe, you know, down behind him and, you know, called Ride the Slide, Lance Wheeler kind of came up with that one. And, you know, Bo Martino has put it out there as well. Um, but then just kind of adding constraints onto that, um, you know, whether it be he's holding a med ball or throwing a med ball, um, you know, using plyos for it um, or adding a band to his back leg and pulling it so he has a little bit of stabilization um, you could just continue to change the environment and the task on them. And I think that's the best way that each athlete's going to find a way to learn on their own. And what about you, Coach Quinn? What's a me- common mechanical flaw that you see? And then how do you go about helping those athletes? Yeah, and uh, I, I agree with you. You can um, go in a, kind of a number of different ways here. Um, but something I see a lot with my, uh, my guys, especially the younger guys, um, you know, they're very inconsistent uh, with finishing. Um, so I'm constantly telling the guys to, you know, make sure that they are keeping the same arm speed, finishing every pitch, you know, over that front leg. Um, so, you know, to kind of fix that, um, you know, we are doing a lot of partner drills, uh, partner towel drills, actually, um, making sure they get a feel for, again, finishing the proper way every time, keeping that same arm speed. Um, you know, a lot of guys, you know, are coming from, you know, a variety of different backgrounds through high school um, and, and aren't really getting <clears> – <throat> you know, might not have the same experience as the next guy. So, you know, kind of keeping it simple and, and breaking it down to, you know, make sure we're maintaining that same arm speed every single time and, and finishing every single time um, and then kind of build it out from there. That's, that's usually where I start with my guys. All right, so this next question, we'll start with you first, Coach Quinn, and it's this. Which of the three is most valuable for a pitcher? So which one would you most like 
to have your pitchers have? Location, velocity, or movement? Yeah, this is a pretty easy one for me. Um, and it's, you know, simple as that. It's, it's, it's location, location, location. Um, and, and, you know, we stress this every single day with our guys. Um, you know, guys can obviously throw velo in. I'm not saying velo is bad. I mean, velo is obviously a good thing. But, um, you know, if you can't locate a pitch, um, you know, down in the zone or, or hit a spot in a crucial count, and then you're not going to be able to pitch for us. Um, you know, as a team, you know, we really pride ourselves on making the routine play uh, every single time. Um, and, you know, with that strong defense, that foundation behind our pitchers, um, it kind of takes the, um, you know, <clears throat> takes the stress level off of our pitchers and they realize all they have to do is, you know, obviously hit their spots and they'll be in good shape. You know, we, we tell our guys to pitch the contact because the defense is going to take care of you uh, behind you. So um, location is everything for us and, um, you know, something I drive home with our guys. What about you, Coach Ingle? Which do you think is the most valuable? Location, velocity, or movement? Yeah, I think this is a great question. And again, I, th I think there's a many of different ways you can look at this. Um, obviously, all three are going to play a portion um, into how successful an athlete can be. So it kind of depends on what you're looking at, um, if I'm being honest with you. You know, if you have, let's say, example, a guy you're recruiting, um, you know, coming in as a high school senior, going to be a freshman. Um, you know, if he has high velo and, and can't, you know, throw a strike, you know, are, are you good at developing, you know, that feel for throwing strikes? Or do you have the guy who, you know, can throw a ton of strikes but is, has low velo? And if you can develop that velo, you know, maybe that gives you a better chance. So I think it kind of has to go with the fit of the – the coaching style and the player style and what's really going to be better in the long run. Um, personally, I think, you know, having more Velo is always going to give us a better chance to win. You know, obviously, as, as Coach Quinn said, you know, if you're able to locate consistently, um, you're going to have an, an opportunity to win the game. Um, but the harder you throw, too, obviously gives you more room for error. So it, you could go either way, honestly, with this one. Um, I, th I think movement is kind of a counterpart of, of the other two as well. So um, I would say those two are equally as important. Um, but personally, I think, you know, Velo might be a little higher if we, we get to that scale. Awesome stuff, guys. So this next round, we'll start with you first, Coach Ingle. And it's how do you work with the mental side with your pitchers? Yeah, this is uh, this is something that, you know, I think – kind of gets overlooked and I think more people really should focus on it including you know myself and and what we do uh, but normally we add in kind of visualizations um, into our pre-pitch routine which starts in the fall um, where we're starting just simply as a drill um, as kind of uh, you know a breathe and focus um, which then leads into sort of a cue for them to kind of, you know, um, for the love of the game, you know, clear the mechanism type of deal. Um, but something that gives them the ability to relax, slow their heart rate down, and give them the ability to execute the pitch. Um, I think another way we do that is um, by making practice harder than the game. Um, you know, trying to do things within practice, you know, changing the environment, changing, 
you know, what's happening around them. Are we screaming, yelling, you know, but near them, um, trying to find ways that they're able to slow their heart rate down, relax, focus in on, on hitting a certain location, um, and having the ability to just continue, continually execute, you know, it's something that's going to continue to change. And I, I think adding in more breathing and visualization stuff is going to continue to be better for us. And what about you, Coach Quinn? What are some ways that you work on the mental side with your pitchers? Yeah, so this is actually something that we do um, as a program, not just um, for the pitchers. Um, coach Walsh uh, is a pretty good friend of his, uh, John Gold, who's a mental skills coach. And um, we'll bring him in um, a couple times a year um, just just to come in, talk to the guys, he runs them through a curriculum, uh, you know, about both failure and success um, and, you know, how to deal with, you know, kind of the situation that you've gotten handed, um, you know, situations about life even and also situations on the ball field too um, and, you know, how to learn from it, how to move forward. Um, end of the day, you know, it always comes down to controlling the controllables and that's, you know, that's something we've, you know, obviously driven home um, over the past year. I mean, obviously with, you know, the pandemic going on and everything, you know, it's, it's a lot different than what we uh, had anticipated and, and had imagined, but um, something that we continue to stress with our guys is, you know, only thing we can control is the work we get done um, in the classroom and the work we get done on the ball field. So, you know, anything else that happens, you know, we'll, we'll run with it at that point. But, um, you know, we know we got to come in and, and get to work. So that's, that's what we've been focusing on. All right. So this next round, we'll start with you first, Coach Quinn, and it's this. What are some ways you mix up how you do bullpens, whether it be competitions, distractions, or charts? What are some things you like to do differently with your bullpens? Yeah, and honestly, um, this was something that's been that was actually huge for us um, as a program uh, in the fall. Um, we normally play a chunk of our season uh, countable games during the fall, and obviously with the pandemic, we weren't able to do so. So um, something we instituted um, and something I actually learned through um, the roundtable uh, group chat, actually talking with a bunch of coaches there, um, was the idea of themed bullpens. Um, you know, it gives the ability to, you know, teach our guys the importance of being efficient with your pitches and throwing every pitch, um, you know, in any situation. Um, you know, really emphasizing, you know, having that good secondary pitches um, in order to, you know, throw them for a strike if you need to um, when you're down an account. So, um, for instance, uh, this fall, um, for a number of weeks, we would rotate through um, a certain count that everyone would start in. Uh, so, 1 1, 3 1, 0 2, 2 0. Um, and then, you know, come Saturdays uh, during our live sessions, um, you know, we'd be throwing two live hitters too. So, the hitters would kind of get. Um, you know, those live reps as well, kind of that in-game feel as much as we possibly could um, with this. So um, the cool thing about that, um, and I actually kind of saw some growth that I um, didn't really expect um, with my guys was, um, you know, in the fall, you know, toward the end when we were, you know, getting down to it, um, I had guys reaching out to me uh, ahead of Saturday because, um, you know, we'd send out the, the list of who they were facing and, and they'd be talking game plan. They're like, okay, this is how I'm going to attack this guy. He really struggles hitting this pitch, so I'm really going to emphasize that here. So, so that was cool to see is, you know, guys reaching out to me and, and talking a game plan against our guys, you know, before stepping on the field Saturday. What about you, Coach Jingle? What are some ways that you guys mix up bullpens to help improve your pitchers? Yeah, this is an, another good one. And I think, you know, it kind of depends on what time of year we're in. Um, you know, in the fall – we like to really breed uh, competition, um, as, as Coach had kind of just talked about, and I really like that idea. That might be something that I, you know, put into my own programming as well. But um, we like to kind of partner up um, and play like a tic-tac-toe 
or you know a version of pig um where guys are just competing against each other um or just a simple spot game um something that you know guys are feeling that fuel for competition something that's going to continue to push them to be better um another thing we've added in is the the one mile per hour bullpens where um if you guys follow ben brewster from tread athletics um you know we're trying to work up to our you know our heart our highest velo just one mile per hour at a time so we can actually feel how we're we're using our body efficiently um you know obviously using the radar gun is as a feedback that continues to allow us to grow in our feel um other things we use you know are kind of external constraints you know you see your typical you know strings that give you the top and bottom of the strike zone and those are actually different for each individual guy. Um, you know, if you have a guy who spins it really well, he's probably throwing it to the top part more often. If you have a guy who, you know, sinks it really well, he's probably throwing it to the bottom part more often. Um, but we've added a few things into there as well. Um, we've done some distraction type bullpens, as I had said, you know, with guys, you know, screaming and yelling upside down the bullpen. Um, and, you know, we've also had times where we put in sort of a sprint bullpen for you know, our, our younger or, you know, inexperienced guys who need to realize how to slow their heart rate down and find the way to execute the pitch. And that those are just, you know, a few of the ways that we have tried to kind of change things up so we don't get, you know, monotonous in there. All right, coaches, here's my next question. I'll start with you first, Coach Ingle. When preparing for a game, what are the charts that you're looking at, discussions you're having with your pitchers, and the warm-up for them look like? Yeah, so game planning, you know, going into a, going into a, a weekend series for us always starts with our weekly preparation. And during that time, you know, guys are going to throw their midweek bullpen and kind of, you know, use their few days leading up to the game to really start to understand what their plan of attack is going to be to each individual hitter. Um, so we're really lucky to have um, quality scouting reports um, kind of on who we're going to be facing. Um, and we know roughly how we want to attack them with each individual arm. Um, so that's really good for us. And, and what we use on our own end um, is our own is our own data that we've we've collected. Um, that shows what we believe is going to give us the best chance to win and who will give us the best chance to win in what situation. Um, so going off of that, you know, we have a good feel of when guys need to come in and what guys we're looking to put in in those situations. Um, as far as what discussions we're having with them, um, you know, in the in the scouting report section you know guys are going to have their strengths and weaknesses um you know the opposing hitters will um, but our our guys are are taught you know pitch to our strengths first and then pitch to their weaknesses second um i think if you're going to ask your guys to go out and pitch to a hitter's weakness if they're not you know continuously successful at that you're not winning or losing with your best stuff um and if you really trust that guy, I, I think that's, you know, not the best way to approach it. Uh, if we're going to lose, we're going to lose with our best guy throwing his best stuff out there. Um, and then as far as the warm-up, that's something that's kind of 
manipulated at times. Um, throughout the fall, we kind of allow some freedom. We do have our, you know, our structure of what needs to be done. Um, but we do give guys some freedom if they want a little bit of extra stuff or how they approach it. Some guys really like to stretch it out in long toss pregame. Some guys just kind of like to get a feel out to, you know, 90 feet and, and come in, throw a little flat, jump off the bump and throw 15 pitches and they're good to go. Um, I think that's a little bit of an individual preference, but something that kind of needs to be looked at is just having that adequate warm-up that allows them to be ready to go from pitch one. And, you know, most of these guys at, at a younger age or, you know, their first or second year in college, you know, kind of get into that issue where the first inning is always the toughest for them. Um, and I think that's more of a trying to, trying to, you know, pace themselves to, to get deeper into the game. And, you know, we always talk about leaving the first inning in the pen. You know, if you have to come out an inning earlier, you know, that's fine. We're, we're going to trust our bullpen that we're going to be really good at the back end too. That'll give us a chance to win. And what about you, Coach Quinn? What do those pregame conversations look like, the charts you're looking at, the warm-up look like before a game for your pitchers? Yeah, so in a similar sense, you know, before we sit down um, and, and, and hop on the, on the, in the vans to, to head on a road trip over a weekend or what have you, um, you know, we'll sit down as a team, have a chalk talk session, classroom session, um, just to, you know, kind of get the guys, you know, into the mindset that, you know, it's all right, the week, the week's here, we got to lock it in. This is, we got to start thinking about, you know, who we're going up against, you know, obviously going over tendencies, you know, the team we're facing, um, you know, are they, do they hunt fastballs? You know, are they going to sit on, um, you know, are they going to drive the ball the other way? Just, you know, things like that, that we just kind of make guys aware of and, and start having the discussions there. Um, from there, I'll kind of I'll talk to guys, you know, one on one, and and talk about what they need to do um, this weekend, kind of what their role is going into the weekend. We let our guys know well ahead of time, you know, what their um, what their role is heading into a weekend series too. Um, but leading up to that, um, you know, we're we're taking film of their bullpens and then you know, obviously charting pitches, you know, of their bullpens uh, during the week. So kind of reviewing that in a similar sense. Um, the what Coach Angle was saying is, you know, kind of going over, you know, what the game plan is heading into the weekends, um, kind of on a rolling basis uh, throughout the week there. Um, as far as warm-up goes, um, you know, we have our starters um, show up to, you know, our facilities um, about two hours before game time, gives them time to, uh, again, get into the mindset, um, go see the trainer and get really stretched out. Um, it's, it's crucial for us up here, especially um, with it being Southern Maine. I mean, obviously, um, you know, the weather plays a factor too, so it's really important to make sure guys are getting in and, and get when they need to do. Um, that way, when they need to compete at the high level, their bodies are you know able to do so. Um, and in a similar sense, you know, I, I give our guys you know a little bit of freedom uh, as far as uh, the warm up goes. Uh, I do have some structure um, with a dynamic stretch routine that everyone will do um, every time, and and we have everybody do a set of uh, a band routine as well. Um, and from there, it, it kind of differs between starters. And and guys coming out of the pen, um, starters, I kind of, you know, let them do their thing, kind of give them that freedom there. Um, just cause guys are going to be a little bit different. Um, so, you know, I let, I let them kind of do their thing until, you know, they're ready to come see me in the bullpen, um, to, to go through, um, you know, a short simulated inning before, um, you know, getting out there. Um, as far as the guys that are alive coming out of the pen, um, again, they'll, they'll do some light tossing or some long toss depending on how they're feeling and then I have them get into a flat ground as well just to try to get a feel for their pitches and and uh, going from there 
Awesome stuff so far, guys. So then we'll move into the game. We talked about pregame. Now let's talk about the actual game. And we'll start with you first here, Coach Quinn. And it's in games, what are things you look for that your pitchers are doing? What are they doing well? What are they not doing well? Mechanically, maybe they'd be struggling with. And then what are the charts that you're using while your guys are pitching? Yeah, so the big thing that we always uh, shoot for um, as a unit um, is 60% strikes. And, and that's something that um, the guys are probably tired of uh, hearing me say. Uh, but that that's what we got to do. You know, if we, if we can achieve 60% strikes, um, you know, it gives us that advantage, you know, against the other team. So uh, that's really what I'm looking for um, and, and working with the guys. If they're not there, what we need to do to, again, be more efficient, keep counting the zone and, and, and get that up to where it needs to be. Um, something I'm big on, I know Coach Walsh um, also shares the same uh, kind of mindset there, is his body language is huge. Uh, and, I, and, you know, in my experience, you know, that's one of the first things um, that goes when the wheels are starting to fall off and a guy's starting to lose command. It's, you know, you, you can tell right away that the guy, you know, his confidence level's down and, you know, we need to go out and talk to him or we need to go, you need to go get him. But, um, you know, we, we teach our guys to have the, the bulldog mentality that I'm going to shove it down your throat mentality. And, and the minute that we start to see, you know, that, that confidence level um, kind of dwindle from the guys, that's, you know, that's when we got to go out and make a change. Um, and it's not just the emotion side is, you know, is part of this. Um, it's also how the body is responding to those high leverage situations. Um, and, you know, it's a heck of a lot different if, you know, it's a, it's a pretty quick and easy four innings versus, you know, you're at 75 pitches through four, you know, a couple high leverage uh, counts as well, you know, a lot of stress there. So um, you got to kind of just take it um, day in and day out and just, you know, see and monitor how they are reacting to those high leverage situations. Um, in game, I, you know, between innings, I, you know, let the guys kind of cool off uh, when they first come in. Um, then I'll have a conversation, obviously, you know, what's working well, what we need to fix, any adjustments, um, and, and check in with them. And then I report to Coach Walsh and, um, you know, we make a game plan from there. And what about you, Coach Ingle? What are the things that you're looking for during a game with your pitchers? And then what are you charting your pitchers? Yeah, I, I think Coach Quinn, again, you know, crushed that one with, you know, looking at how a pitcher is responding both, you know, mentally, mentally and physically. Um, but really what we're looking at is how efficient they're being um, and who is kind of getting a good look at them, um, if we're talking about a starter. Um, you know, normally in conference, um, we know what hitter in the opposing lineup um, can't beat us that we can't allow to be the guy that beats us um, so you know if our guy is struggling um, to get him out or that guy's having long ABs against him um, we're gonna start looking to to bring in an arm out of the pen um, if that guy comes up in a in a crucial situation so you know everyone on our staff is ready for that um, it's just kind of the the way we attack things um, so sometimes some starters might go a little bit shorter than than normal um but it's you know it's worked out for us so far and um I, I think the way we attack it is just trying to find a way to optimize what we have um in the bullpen as well um and as far as what we chart so we chart every pitch as a as a typical pitch chart um you know just kind of trying to track location pitch sequences pitch usage um and you know results um and then we have another chart which um, is a is a whiff chart which breaks down everything into quadrants um and kind of tracks every pitch thrown um whether it be a fastball breaking ball change up and what happens on that pitch so if it's taken 
um, if it's swung and missed at or if it's put in play or if it's a foul ball. Um, so we kind of understand um, righties versus lefties. We need a punch out here, right? We have a guy on third base with less than two outs. We really need to strike this guy out. Um, we know what pitches this guy's going to get a swing and a miss on more often than not um, compared to his other pitches. Um, so we we really try to approach it that way uh, from more of a process driven that gives us an opportunity for the results to be better. Um, and in game, those are kind of the biggest things we look at. Um, yeah, that's that's really it. Awesome stuff this episode so far, guys. And we'll wrap up the podcast episode right here with this question. And we'll start with you first here, Coaching Goal. And it's how do you have your pitchers do arm recovery? Yeah, I, th- I think this is, uh, this is a good one. Um, first and foremost, um, arm recovery is not strictly just post-throwing. Um, so we have added in recently a lot of stuff into our weight room. Um, into how we work out and guys finding ways to increase their mobility and become more stable in the joints that they need to become more stable. And I think that is big for what we're trying to do. Um, but the biggest one, I think that in our recovery, you know, post throwing that allows our guys to recover is, you know, the, the plyo ball rebounders, um, just learning how to accept force and being able to accept force. Um, gives us that ability to, you know, continue to recover. Um, we also have, you know, add in the kettlebell waiter walks, um, things like that. Kind of go through our bands situation again. Um, and then we have a few other things that we throw in as well, but um, that are that are kind of required. And then we have guys that like to do their own thing as well um, from kind of more of a dynamic standpoint where we're, we're kind of, getting into more of a power and uh strength a little different a little different a little different a little different for a little different for a little different for each individual guy uh, but we do have a few things that that i just mentioned that are are mandatory for for each guy on the team and what about you coach quinn how do you guys do arm recovery for your pitchers yeah i mean i absolutely agree with that as well it's you know it's not just post throwing um, it, it's also you know getting them ramped up uh, you know throw and kind of maintenance during the week if you will so um, but you know kind of on that post side um, you know we're I know there's a couple of different opinions on that and and you know we land um, in um, in a system that you know we, we do ice every single time we throw I know guys kind of have different opinions on that but that's that's where we're at you know we we, we value that um, you know obviously getting you know the bands done is is you know a crucial part as well I mean you know, we don't, you know, obviously up here in Southern Maine, you know, I'm looking at, you know, about 10 inches of snow on the grounds and then it's pretty typical, um, you know, at least when we're, you know, getting started here. So, you know, we don't have the ability to get out and, and, you know, long toss as often as, you know, I would like, and as often as, you know, some of the you know schools down South. So really got to take advantage of the reps, um, you know, down in our green room and, and getting those bands in as well. Um, you know, something else we do um, to you know, kind of spin the, the recovery side is, you know, we do a lot of team yoga um, through different parts of our week as well. Um, something I really didn't um, think much of, uh, you know, until I came to SM. Um, but, you know, that's something Coach Walsh is really big on as well. Um, and, and also, you know, implementing, you know, a, a you know, throwing program as well. Um, you know, a couple, uh, you know, med ball drills, you know, the PVC pipe drills as well. Just kind of, you know, training that arm and, and, you know, getting it ready to ramp up. Um, you know, a lot of these guys are younger, you know, coming from the high school circuit. Is, you know, obviously, you know, they're not used to how many innings, you know, they're going to throw at, at this level. And, 
you know, they, they find out pretty quick, you know, how often, you know, they got to throw and it's, you know, you, re you really got to take your arm and it's that maintenance during the week um, in order to, you know, get you ready for a Saturday or Sunday. That wraps it up for the Coaches Roundtable podcast. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. If you would be interested in being part of an episode yourself, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at Coach Crato, K-R-A-T-O. Thank you.